Today's episode comes with a little disclaimer. The views expressed in this episode are based on opinions and individual experiences, and therefore should not be taken as indisputable. Now let's get into the episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nick Anderson Fitness Podcast. I'm very excited for today's episode because I am with a friend that I connected with through Instagram, and she is going to have an amazing story to tell, not to really hype it up for you, Helen, but uh, I am here with Helen. Uh, Why don't you introduce yourself, kind of tell us who you are, and tell us your incredible story. Ah, so hey, um, I'm Helen. Uh, thanks for the intro. Um, I am uh, in England, uh, so uh, your second Brit, maybe. Um, at least uh, the second, yeah. At least the second. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I uh, live on the east kind of side, so what we call East Midlands um, of of the UK. Uh, and I live with my two cats who um, are sleeping right now, but I can't promise that they're going to sleep. So if you suddenly hear like cats squealing at each other, they'll <laughs> be fighting. Um, and uh, yeah, so I spend um, quite a bit of time at the moment just um, kind of recovering from some health issues uh, and kind of uh, going to the gym. So I'm spending quite a bit of time at the gym. Um, but my background uh, professionally is in health and social care um, and uh, supporting women who've experienced violence. Um, so that's that's kind of what I used to do and currently not kind of working at the minute, but uh, hoping at some point to go back to that. Um, yeah. And so, as you said, we connected on Instagram. Um, I, I only joined Instagram about a year ago, maybe a year and a bit ago. Um, so I keep saying I'm still finding my way. I don't know at what point I like be, I found my way on Instagram. <laughs> I'm finding my way too. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I, but I have a history of writing. Um, I do have a blog. It's a bit quiet at the moment, but you know, historically have done quite a lot of writing, um, pod, pod actually this is my first podcast but I've done quite a lot of lives and speaking um around you know stuff professionally so male violence against women and yeah so that's awesome Uh, yeah so like like you said that we kind of met through Instagram and uh I will never forget that there was a message that you sent me one day about going to you went to a personal trainer for the first time and (laughs) um your first experience was a little rough uh, why don't you why don't you kind of tell the story because I'm gonna butcher it if I try and tell it. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think we had already been connected a little while. So mm. that so you know because I wouldn't have just messaged a random complete random. <laughs> but, but also it was helpful that actually there was some distance. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like I I didn't actually sort of you know have you sort of near me so I thought do you know what I'll ask him and we've we've connected a little bit I I had seen your content um obviously as well um so yeah my my first experience of of uh, a PT was um pretty traumatic I'm not gonna lie um which makes it sound terrible and you know I really want to um big up my PT Gav um who I'll probably mention a few times um who might tune into this um <laughs> because I did tell him about it and he was like oh I'll have a listen to that um so um Gav is amazing so it was nothing you know that he did wrong at all but um I um have anxiety um which can 
uh, rear its head at any point. Um, so I, I also have PTSD. I've lived with PTSD for um, 15 years. Um, but two years ago, when I was uh, in the process of being diagnosed with cancer, um, that really reared its head. And so as part of that, my anxiety kind of issues that I was pretty kind of on top of um, and doing really well with on a day-to-day -day kind of just triggered. Um, so, you know, the last couple of years of life have been about sort of, you know, learning to live with that again. So how that displays um, and then also sort of trying to sort of recover from it a little bit as well. Um, so the whole gym story, <laughs> Um, going back for you know to January when I first joined the gym um, has has been really hard going um, in terms of my anxiety so when I decided to reach out to uh, the the PT who works um, so he's um, what's the word works for himself but he's kind of contracted into the gym so he's kind of always at the gym but self-employed if that makes sense mm -hmm. um so he's I've I had seen him around quite a lot um I'd spoken to him a couple of times because there'd been um a couple of times that I had gone to the gym to go to a class with my friend who hadn't turned up so I'd be like loitering in the entrance kind of like you know not not being able to go in because you know, at that point, I, you know, couldn't go into the gym on my own. I mm -hmm. even to a class, you know, I just I went with a friend. Um, so when I reached out to him, I quickly realized, that although I was kind of, you know, making progress, that actually what I needed was a PT, <laughs> mm -hmm. was someone, you know, to not necessarily, not, uh, sorry, uh, not necessarily accelerate um, everything super fast but actually to accelerate things a little bit because, yeah absolutely you know I, I was doing okay but I wasn't really losing weight and that was kind of my big big kind of goal in terms of fitness you know I had no idea what I was doing I I would I, would, I hadn't even stepped foot in the actual gym at that point I was only going swimming um and to the pool where the classes were and I was like you know I know that to make the changes that I really need I'm gonna have to have a PT. <laughs> so, you know, met this guy, he was great. We did the whole consultation thing. Um, and then by the time I got to going into like my first actual session with him, my anxiety was so high. Was I was so, I, I'm not even sure how I managed to get in the room to be honest, but I did. Um, I got in the room and uh, yeah, it, it just wasn't great. I ended up, uh, bursting into tears um through anxiety just kind of being so overwhelming um and you know had several times where I froze um because because of it um you know so he was he was lovely and he would ask if I was okay and I'd be like yeah yeah I'm fine but then I would feel awkward and embarrassed and then I'd be like oh do you know what actually I don't think I can do this <laughs> <laughs> on top of also realizing that you know actually I I knew that I was super unfit but actually when you're in front of a PT <laughs> realizing actually like I'm 
I think I I'm more unfit than I even realized and I knew that I was unfit um so yeah um I also ended up having to leave halfway through the session and go into the bathrooms to throw up um so yeah it was traumatic yeah definitely (laughs) sounds like it was traumatic um and I first of all I just want to say like good for you for going in like knowing that you have that leveling of anxiety and probably panicking before and walking in the door anyway because that is often the hardest part I don't know how many times that I have someone come in person for a session for their very first session and it it doesn't matter how fit somebody is everyone is nervous for that first session every single person is nervous for that first session because you don't know how it's going to be you've never worked with a personal trainer before you don't know what it's going to be like um so that anxiety first and foremost very normal and you know fighting through that and walking in the door anyway and doing it is amazing and then this is kind of the point where like i remember you you left that session and i got a message from helen right (laughs) And, and like I said, we've talked a few times before, nothing too deep, kind of surface level. Um, we mostly just like, oh, hey, hey, love your content. This is great. Thank you for sharing this. I'm like, oh, thank you. That's that's lovely. Then Helen messages me and she's like, hey, have you ever had anyone cry during a personal training session before? And I was thinking back on it, like, not sure if I had or not, because I, I feel like I feel like I might have. But I don't remember any specific cases, so I don't I don't think I have. So it's like, no, I don't think I have. But like, I feel like if someone did, it would be normal. Like sometimes it's hard to be in the gym. It's scary. Um, so you we kind of talked through that. And I remember you like saying that you were going to give up. You were like, oh, I cried. I'm so embarrassed. I can <laughs> never, ever show my face in front of that trainer again. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I kind of push you to be like, look, it's fine. Like, I'm sure you're not the first person that's cried in a personal training setting before. I know you're not. Um, so you you went back anyway, didn't you? I did. I did. And, you know, thank you for <laughs> for normalizing it. Um, and, you know, kind of, I think what I needed was someone else's perspective that, mm. you know, actually... It's okay because I knew, you know, I knew he was saying it was okay, but I was like, well, of course he's saying that. He has to say that, right? (laughs) (laughs) But a complete stranger in America who, you know, I've just connected with on Instagram, he can be honest with me. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I appreciate that because I think, you know, that that did help me, you know, go back and it got better. yeah it got better, you know the second time you know I'm not saying my anxiety went because it didn't right. um but you know I didn't cry and I didn't throw up that's great so, <laughs> you know, I mean the markers were low to be fair but you know, <laughs> um, you know it, it, it it was better and then you know it, it, it has got better and better you know? and you know I I think about it too and I think the reason that I couldn't remember whether I've had anybody cry during a session is I haven't in person, but I know a bunch of my clients have texted me. Sometimes they're like, I I have one client that was like squats made me cry today because she couldn't do them the way that she wanted to. And that sucks. It sucks not being able to do something that you, that you want to. And you know what? It's okay to fucking cry about it. Right. 
feel your feel your feelings get it out and then go back and crush those squats and now of course she's crushing those squats um several other clients have texted me like oh i was just scared to be at the gym today i went and did two exercises and left i'm like well you know what that's fine get back at it tomorrow don't let it defeat you get back at it tomorrow so um i just want to say he heard it here on this podcast first crying in the gym is normal it's okay to cry in the gym (laughs) okay it's okay yeah (laughs) You know, and kudos to people who, you know, that you were saying, you know, kudos to people who go and, you know, even if it's two exercises, it's better than. It's better than not going at all. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, So tell me more about like how it felt to go into the second session after you were, after you had gone through this. How did that feel like walking in the door that second time? so so my anxiety was really high we had had a little text conversation um because he bless him (laughs) he had texted me I think the day after to to just ask me how I was (laughs) um now I don't know um I might ask him next week actually just out of interest you know whether he has had a you know clients who have had you know worse anxiety (laughs) And I have, <laughs> you know, um, or not. Um, but he, you know, was very kind. And so he just texted just to check if, you know, I was okay. Not even if I was going back, just like, are you okay today? <laughs> um, and yeah, so going back, you know, I think because we'd already had a little conversation where I had already done the whole, I'm so sorry thing even though I did do it like for a few more weeks because you know it took a week or two to kind of really get it out (laughs) (laughs) um going back you know it 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 was difficult but but it wasn't as difficult as going in that first time um which I think is what really propelled me into then you know kind of five or six months later still be going because actually I was able to go that second time and then after that I was going to go well actually if that second time wasn't as you know even even if it was like half a percent less anxiety inducing then actually the third time might be half less again and right you know, like you just need to to keep going back and by keep going back hopefully I'll get to a place where actually you know, I can go in it, not be such a huge anxiety inducing thing to be doing. And, you know, I don't know, you know, whether that I'm not a professional when it comes to anxiety. I just have my lived experience. I don't know if that's what, you know, people would advise, you know, like, because you are putting yourself in a position where you're kind of deliberately inducing (laughs) your anxiety um at the same time you know I felt I felt like my health and my weight and and things that I really needed to address couldn't wait any long you know anymore um so yeah so the second time was not as difficult thankfully yeah (laughs) not difficult but not as difficult I'm not I'm not a therapist I'm just married to one um but (laughs) But I mean, like that's that's exposure therapy. Like that's a real thing. Like going and doing something that you're afraid of and exposing yourself to it more, it does make it easier for you. 
And now you said you started in what January. So 10 months later, how do you feel going into the gym now? Yeah. So I started the gym in January and then I started with my trainer in middle of May. Um, and you know, I am at a place now where I go to the gym on my own. I use all of the gyms. So when I first started with my PT, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've been quite a challenge for him. Um, I, I had, I hadn't stepped foot in the gym in terms of to, to do anything, you know, the only time the gym gym. So I'm quite fortunate to be part of a facility that's got a swimming pool, there's squash courts, there's um, several studios, and then there's what I call the gym gym, um, which is the sort of cardio area and then the whole sort of weights space. Um, So I hadn't gone into the cardio and weights space um, whatsoever, um, apart from when I'd been to look around. Um, And so actually, you know, when I first started my sessions with, with my PT, we did everything in the squash courts. So we 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 didn't go into the gym at all because I was like, I I I can't do that. That's not gonna happen. And he <laughs> he said to me, I bet you by the end of six weeks, I'll have got you in the gym. And I was just like, yeah, that's not happening. Um and he was, you know, he was like, yeah, no, it will, it will happen. And I was like, no. So he was like, you know, I'm quite, he, he said to me, I'm quite a stubborn person. And I was like, yeah, so am I, <laughs> so, you know, um, but actually it took four weeks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, to get to a point where we were using the weights, we were doing some cardio um, and, you know, kind of five weeks to where we were just doing our heart so we would go in and do like half an hour in the gym then go back to the squash court and then by probably the end of week five we just were doing our hour in the gym um it took a few more months after that for me to then be able to go in on my own um but you know six months later so today you know I just go and do my thing in the gym um today actually um is so I'll do cardio um on my own and then today I I just did my whole workout I did the weights for the first time without my PT um and yeah you know that's impressive like that takes a lot especially after like so much that you've gone through and by the way I can tell that like he is a great trainer just based on the fact that he was willing to like take you to a private area and be like look I, I get that this is anxiety producing for you let's kind of meet you where you're at and then eventually work up to that. And it's kind of like you talked about right at the beginning where you were talking about how like, I don't want to be progressed super quickly. Um, Just like a little slow progress, like slowly progressing me up. And it's not just how much weight you could put on the bar or how heavy of a dumbbell you can lift. Like that's not just progress. Progress too is like being able to spend a little bit of time in what you call the gym gym versus just being, being on the court, which... That's, that's a different level of progress. And I think a lot of people, when they first like sign up with a trainer or something, or even start going to the gym on their own, they think that they have to make this enormous amount of progress right away. They think they like have to go in and like, just go as hard as they can. And then the next day they should feel like they can't move. And then they take a week off because they can't move. Right, right, right. 
but like that's that's perfect the way that you wanted your progress to be because that's exactly how 99.9 percent of people's progress should be is slow and steady because if you're just jumping up way too quickly on anything that's how you're going to get hurt or that's how you're going to end up like never wanting to go to the gym again because you'll have such a negative experience with that not being able to do what you think you're capable of slow progress is the best kind of progress right a half a percent better every time that compounds over so much time like that that's huge if you can get a half a percent better every time you go into the gym i would love to get a half percent better every time i went into the gym at this point (laughs) me too actually (laughs) i mean i get a little better at something but you know um i think you know i've i've had to learn that actually progress can be measured in in lots of different ways because I came from a history of you know being part of slimming uh clubs (laughs) oh yeah I forgot about this I want to talk about this (laughs) yeah yeah so we can talk about this I have lots to say um so I have a history of coming from slimming clubs where you know really the only value is is your weight and so actually to be now on a, a different um process and journey and one where actually milestones are celebrated that are non-scale um Mm. are really important and I would not have you know I mean I you know a year ago we wouldn't even be having this conversation because I wouldn't you know I wasn't in a gym um but a year ago I wouldn't have a even dreamed that I would be kind of where I am at right now with with a gym but also you know, if you had asked me what was important, it would have been, well, you know, what the scale says, obviously, but actually it's, it's not, it's, you know, that, you know, I am in the gym, gym now I'm able to go on my own, you know, the first three months of going to the gym from January, probably through to March, April, you know, I only went with my friend, you know, and I've got some tips, you know, that um, I was thinking earlier, just, you know, of, of things for, for people who have anxiety, um, you know, and one of those, you know, is if you're able to have, you know, someone go with you, you know, actually that's, you know, that's, that's been a real godsend to me, you know, those first sort of three, three months was, was before I went with my PT um, was, you know, going with my friend, um, you know, and, actually to to now be at a place where I can just you know this morning rock up do my own thing for an hour and a half and then leave you know without my friend without PT (laughs) um that's that's huge how did that feel being in the gym by yourself today oh it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine (laughs) that sounded a bit dismissive I'm sorry no that's awesome that it's fine you know (laughs) I actually you know I I actually can't I'm started starting to I mean my friends who will be listening to this at some point when it comes out will be like who is this woman um because I'm actually starting to really enjoy I mean I enjoy you know I say enjoy like most of my PT sessions I mean I do sack him almost every week (laughs) (laughs) you're fired and then I say mate a lot you know like the word mate um and so you know if I'm like doing an exercise and it's killing me I'll be like mate (laughs) I'm in trouble now like yeah you're um so I mostly enjoy uh, my PT sessions but 
I also actually am starting to enjoy having that time on my own in mm. the gym where I get my music blasting and I'm just, you know, doing my thing. Honestly, I think that's that's such an underrated thing about being in the gym. It's like, it's you time. Like, it's just time right. to focus on yourself, you know, blast the music. Your new Taylor Swift album just dropped. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard. Yeah, yeah, I heard. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I think you have a few times. Uh, quite a few times. Yeah, I was listening <laughs> to it in the gym today. So <laughs> I'm over there, like, squatting this heavy ass weight and, you know, just Taylor Swift blasting. Him <laughs> That's how I roll. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Is it I good? Oh, it's great. It's 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 not. Uh, I don't want to dive too deep on this topic, but I will for just a minute. Um, it's it's definitely not her best album, but it's it's good. Um, okay. Anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, um, I remember. I was. You were kind of dismissive about your. You're like, oh, it's fine. Like, and I love that you were dismissive about it because you didn't even think about it, and like a year ago you'd be like fuck no I'm not, I'm not going in there by myself are you crazy I'm not and, even walking into a gym building a year ago and that yeah I know and then I asked you that and you literally just dismissed it without a second thought you're like oh what do you mean fine. what do you mean how did it feel it was totally fine <laughs> right right you know I think I think because because pro you know pro it you know talking what am I trying to say? Sorry. Um, I think if you speak to someone who perhaps doesn't have anxiety and and maybe, you know, going to a gym um, has has what I would consider sort of not, I hate the word normal, but I can't think of a, a different word, but it's sort of your normal um, gym related anxiety that probably everybody feels because they're going to a gym and mm-hmm. sort of all of that, you know, they, they might look at sort of 10 months and go, well, that's, like so today being in the weights on my own for the very first time without anybody you know they'll be like what it took 10 months to get to that point (laughs) but actually yeah you know it has taken 10 months to get to that point but but actually it feels like it's it's a healthy point where I can actually go oh yeah it's fine Mm -hmm. as opposed to kind of that forced like oh yeah it was fine but actually it really wasn't deep down you know actually it genuinely was fine and I think it's because we everything about my journey with the gym has been a a process you know a process slow incline you know and I think that that has made a huge difference I think if if I had gone in straight off and been like right within three months I want to be doing that then you know, the pressure of that would have felt too immense that I would have crumbled just from the pressure of it. Mm. So actually, you know, and I think, I think everyone's journey is different. I like, we don't need to set these timelines on it. Right. um, For you, it might be, it might've taken 10 months for you to get into the gym for someone else. It might've taken two weeks for someone else. It might take years yeah absolutely. and uh, like everyone's different everyone has different things that they deal with and I know you have a lot of trauma around like being in spaces like that so it's it's hard and you're different than other people and to anyone that says like oh it took you 10 months fuck them like <laughs> <laughs> right right absolutely absolutely you know, I think the comparison thing, you know, um, is is a huge thing, and I've had to really 
work on that myself um you know um just I think maybe three or four weeks ago I had a bit of a dip um just because you know my my anxiety had kind of picked up a little bit around some non-gym related things that were going on and you know that affected my concentration while I was doing some deadlifting which I then did wrong because I wasn't concentrating so I hurt my back and then had to have a few weeks off of that because I've hurt my back blah 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 so my mood had kind of like really depleted um and you know I I've I've tried to be really careful on Instagram um who I follow but I hadn't obviously got it quite right um and then I had joined a couple of groups on Facebook and you know was just seeing quite a lot of content of stuff where I was just looking at it going yeah like I can't I'm never gonna achieve that I might as well just quit <laughs> and you know that's not great you know and, and because I was comparing myself and actually you know, what, what I've had to do is take myself out of those groups and follow some people on Instagram and just, you know, get in. Thankfully, I've been able to work through it and get into a better space and, you know, not quit, um, but also get a bit stronger in myself in terms of, you know, actually you need to stop comparing yourself. Yeah. So and you my- and I kind of had this conversation about your deadlift a few weeks back. I remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> were... <laughs> yeah, you you felt like you couldn't you wanted to reach. I don't remember what the weight was and what the date was, but you were like, I want to get to X amount of weight by this. Yeah, day. we had a goal. We were working really well towards. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, why does it have to be by this day? And you're like, you like stopped and you're like, I guess it doesn't. But <laughs> <laughs> and so what I've learned about myself and I, I think you know so you know health, health has been a big issue for me for for a few years so you know I've, I've not been working mm-hmm. professionally and I think what I didn't realize about myself is is how bad I am at not hitting goals <laughs> and and I have to be better at uh, I have to learn that actually sometimes we we don't make goals and that's okay. I can't not set goals because I do need goals to mm-hmm. to aim towards things. But actually, it's okay a to move the goalposts. Um, so you know, like Absolutely. you said, why does it have to be by the end? I think we had said by the end of September. You know, we'd we wanted to hit a hundred you know and we were working really well to that if I hadn't have you know <laughs> messed my back up which was entirely my fault um you know actually you know I think we would have got there but like you said and and you know it's looking like that's not going to happen for a few months now because you know whilst we're back on it you know my my PT wants oh what's the word something endure um strengthen basically so you know we're we're kind of doing deadlifting but a much lower weight you know and doing some other bits to kind of strengthen lower back and all gotcha. so you're doing like some accessory work for lower back and stuff is that right. what you're trying to say gotcha okay yeah yeah um and you know actually realistically you know aiming for that weight again probably won't be for a bit and I'm I'm okay with that now and I love I love setting goals. I think setting goals is a great thing, especially performance-based goals, you know, reaching a certain deadlift amount, uh, being able to do a push-up, being able to do a chin-up, et cetera. 
But I think setting a timeline on those goals is kind of shooting yourself in the foot because once you hit that date and you're like, shit, I haven't done it, it makes you want to quit. And that's that's the number one thing that you can't do is not quit because if you quit, you're never going to reach that goal. And right. you've de- you haven't shot yourself in the foot there. You shot yourself in the head because like you're, it's not going to happen. Exactly. So I'm, I think I think setting goals is great. Um, setting timelines for your goals, not so much. Right. Um, I want to completely change topics for a minute because I want to hear about your experience with, um, I don't know much about this, uh, about slimming world. So here in the, <laughs> here in the U S we have weight watchers. Right. Um, I think they're similar. I don't really know that much about weight watchers either, but I, I want to hear about your experience and how that went and <laughs> why you don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, so if you've got any listeners who are avid slimming welders, don't send me hate. <laughs> I don't you. think I have any. And if I do, <laughs> they can unfollow me anyway. So, But I will block <laughs> you straight away um, because I have discovered um, since I've done a few posts on Instagram about this, that, you know, there are some really passionate slimming welders out there. <laughs> Yes, it's funny. Whenever I post something about some diet that someone's doing, they they get real mad. I posted something about intermittent fasting the other day, like do your research, and I'm like, well, here's all the things about it. Right, right. I mean, they they they're really good at coming for you. Um, although I would just like to say I do I do follow a couple of women um who also follow me who are lovely, you know. So I don't want to say that they're all. <laughs> <laughs> all, you know they can still me. be good people but they can be wrong too yeah yeah so, so swimming world I think I think I mean I haven't done I, I don't really know a huge amount of, about Weight Watchers we do have Weight Watchers in the UK as well um but uh so I think they're very similar in terms of how they work especially so they have a particular sort of diet program that you follow you go to a weigh-in every week um you get in line and you take off as much clothing as you can and you go for that little wee before you weigh um you know all of you know you take off your glasses because that half (laughs) pound pounds um so you know every week at you know five o'clock on a monday or whatever your class is um you you duly turn up um it's something that you kind of pay into so if you don't turn up you still have to pay for the week that you've not been etc so it kind of they try and kind of um not enforce I guess it's enforced but they try and build kind of this idea of community and blah 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 and all this that and the other um and then you know you do your way in everybody else gets weighed and then you sit in a circle for what they call body now what do they call it I should know this because body image class or body something anyway basically it's half an hour it's meant to be half an hour it usually goes on where your slimming world consultant will go around the circle and she'll share how well everybody's done they they don't say your weight but they'll go oh Nick you've gained a pound what happened this week and then you will tell us about all the shit you've eaten and everybody will commiserate with you and then oh that is (laughs) that is so your face um i know like i'm i wish we had video podcasts because my face just went 
dark. Oh my god. Like that sounds so damaging. Or, or if you've lost, I mean to be fair, you know, if you've lost the pound, um, lost the pound, it'd be like, oh Alan, amazing week. You mm. lost half a pound. Yes. Claps. So on so- one side, right, you get someone who gains a pound. And maybe they just maybe they just had a little extra salt in their meal the previous day, you know. So right. water water retention's up a little bit, but it's like, oh, well, what did you eat? What did you have? And then they have to like sit there and talk about their entire week's worth of worth of their diet, and then kind of pick apart like, well, what did I do wrong to gain a pound right. in a week? Right. Which, right. and over the grand scheme of things, doesn't matter if you gain a if you're, the scale is up from Monday, October tenth to Monday, October eighteenth. In the grand scheme of thing, that means nothing because it could it could just be that one day was off. And if right. you, know, you see like over time, nobody, right. can, nobody can see me making a downward scale graph with my right. hands. Again, I need to do a video podcast, except I never, ever will. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> uh, and then on the other side of things, it's like, oh, well, you, well, Helen, you've lost two pounds this week. Good job. And then you're like, yeah. I totally feel like shit. I didn't really eat anything. But hey, I'm losing weight. Good job. I'm so healthy, even though I have absolutely no energy and I haven't eaten a banana in a week. So Right, right. Um, So basically, that's kind of how Slimming World works. There's lots of things kind of in and out of that. So they have what they call body magic, which is their... I was taking a sip of water. You said body magic and um, there's water that came out of my nose. Go on. (laughs) I feel like this might descend into chaos. (laughs) Uh, So they have body magic uh, where they promote. (laughs) Sorry. I'm losing it now. <laughs> uh, they promote, so that's kind of like your physical kind of side. Um, so they promote kind of like your exercise, except really they don't promote it. They don't really promote body magic, particularly. Um, it's all based around three awards. The whole thing with Slimming World is that, you know, when you lose half a stone, you get an award, which is a certificate and a sticker. When you lose a stone, when you've lost time, stop laughing. I'm dying. You get a sticker. <laughs> when, when you've lost 10% of your body weight when you reach your goal when you know loads of different things and so with body magic there are three stages which is like bronze silver gold and basically there's levels to it so to get your silver body magic you have to turn up tell your consultant that you have done um and I can't remember what they are but for example you know silver might be three lots of half an hour exercise in a week but that could be anything from you know cleaning your house because that's exercise you know and hoovering and you know doing the windows to you know going for a full-on run so as long as you turn up and go yeah I did that I think you have to do it for like a certain amount of weeks in a row then they're like oh yeah you've done your body magic have a have a certificate have a sticker have a sticker <laughs> <laughs> congratulations um, you now, cleaned your house good job <laughs> hey, I, don't I, I wish it. I got a sticker for cleaning my house though like right. I, I'd be pretty proud <laughs> <of that. laughs> now you know I, I you know it is an interesting thing because I think for some people, if you are starting at complete zero, so, you know, I've had time where 
you know, with, with my health issues where actually, you know, for weeks and months on end, actually, you know, physically moving has been difficult. Um, so actually, if you were to say to me at that point, I want you to do three half an hour blocks of hoovering your house in one week, I, you know, I actually wouldn't have been able to do that. So there, there is an element of, you know, recognizing that, you know, I do recognize for some people that's not, you know, possible. So actually doing that is a big thing yes. or not possible. Um, however, for the, I would say the majority of, you know, if you've been able to walk into the Slimming World class, then, you know, I think, you know, uh, well, I don't want to assume that cleaning your house would then be possible, but I think on general, you know, most people's kind of level might be a bit above cleaning the house uh, yeah. and constituting exercise. Do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, no, I agree with you. And I think there is something to be said about like cleaning your house is exercise. Yes, it is. Um, absolutely. And some people are on that level. That is as much exercise as they can do. Um, I've, I've worked with clients online who are physically unable to do a lot of movement. So like the first thing we usually start with is, uh, just walking. Um, right. and some people can, can't walk for more than 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like right. go do two laps around your house and that's where they start, but you got to progress it from there. So like, once they're able to do that pretty comfortably, it's okay. Now do three, now do 15 right. minutes, et cetera, et cetera and keep going. So if you're doing nothing but you know, cleaning your house for 3 months, you're you're exercising, but you're not necessarily getting better at exercising, which is okay. I mean, there's some benefit to the fact that you're still moving your body in a way. Um I can get behind that. I I think it's it's not quite there, but I do like the the thought behind it of like this is what some people are capable of and like let's meet them where they're at. Right. So totally, totally with that, you know, totally on board with that, um, as, especially as someone, you know, who's got chronic health issues, um, who has been bedridden at times, you know, totally get that. Um, equally, there, there's not a lot of encouragement for anything kind of beyond that, really. Um, that has been my experience. And, and I've been on and off the Slimming World train uh, for about 15 years. In fact, I messaged someone uh, today because they had shared a post that was talking about, ca you know, calories. Um, and, you know, they the, the, the post was basically, you know, keto diet equals calories, <laughs> you know, Weight Watchers diet equals calories, you know, uh, whatever, you know, there's a whole list of like 15 of them, all calories. Um, you know, actually with with Slimming World, they they don't promote that kind of thinking. They promote a very kind of, well, you know, this is the, so they have a thing called free food, uh, which I think is my, you know, biggest um, issue um, around, well, apart from classes where you all sit in a circle and get clapped, um, if you've done well or not, um, is this, this concept of, you know, actually you can uh, eat as much as you want of particular foods that are considered to be, and I'm inverted commas, free food. Um, so that includes things like pasta, potatoes, uh, rice, um, 
an awful lot of things <laughs> so I the the I mean I I mean me and my my PT talk about this quite a lot because I'm constantly now that I'm on calorie deficit and I you know I'm mostly sort of weighing my food at the moment just until I get a better grip on things that mm. actually you know realizing the calorie the calorific value to food you know is mind-blowing the calories and pasta yeah (laughs) I mean well pasta's been a big one for me I eat a lot of I eat a lot of pasta um and yeah I mean I was speechless the first time on calorie deficit so I'd I'd been hearing a bit about calorie deficit obviously through Instagram from just reading kind of you know well I don't know if it's easy to miss but it was getting (laughs) to a point where it was hard to miss because more and more people are talking about calorie deficit and then my PT was like you know do you fancy trying calorie deficit you know because we'd been talking a bit about food and and whatever so you know when I started it actually so so the pasta thing I mean my mind was blown I mean I'm still blown I'm still like I can't believe that I a, it took me like 15 years <laughs> to get to a point of going, I probably should have weighed my pasta before now. Um, and and just realizing the the calorific value to it. Um yeah. the the thing about not doing that is that, and especially then connecting that with, you know, slimming world, slimming clubs, anything that promotes that you can eat as much of anything that you that you one of you know particular foods um is that you lose all concept of things like portion control um and when you lose all concept of portion control you lose the ability to uh, learn about hunger so you know swimming world the amount of times that i've sat in swimming world classes where the swimming world consultant has said you know you shouldn't feel hungry if you're hungry you need to eat don't ever feel hungry and i'm like so they they would promote that you would always have you know cooked pasta cooked sal you know cooked potato salad cooked stuff in your fridge already made up so if you're hungry at any point during the day or the night that you can just go to your fridge and it's there and you can eat it that's crazy and it's free. i mean and it's free inverted commas so yeah no, like, so if, you if you're hungry just eat a bucket of pasta like right it doesn't make sense and i want to be very clear to like anyone listening on the podcast like there's nothing wrong with pasta rice or potatoes they're great um but they're they have calorie value they will the potatoes are great they're like one of the most satiating foods there are so i i almost get where they're coming from on this like because you can eat a decent amount of potatoes for not that many calories and still feel full after eating that many potatoes you know that's provided you're not loading it up with butter and loading it up with sour cream and all that stuff um which i love but (laughs) um the, the calorie value and that's very high and now you can't eat an unlimited amount of pasta rice and potatoes without putting yourself into a calorie surplus which is going to mean that you're going to gain weight so it's almost like just based on your experience slipping world seems like it's kind of trying to make you gain weight so you keep coming back and giving them money that's what it feels like to me uh, you might be right um and and 
somehow it's very effective at what it does because it 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 gets people to go back so i i have had an on-off relationship with swimming world for 15 years i think in that 15 years i've probably rejoined at least 10 or 12 times um and i've got friends actually who who i used to work with um who i'm still in contact with um and we've been chatting a little bit over instagram and she's now on a similar journey to me in terms of exercise and calorie deficit um but we've probably together been to and rejoined like been to then quit then rejoined slimming world three or four times together and and we now have conversation of how did we how how did that happen you know how 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 (laughs) how do you get into that place where you quit something because it's not working Uh and then a few months later you're like I know what I'll do I'll go back to the very thing that hasn't worked so the last time I joined Swimming World was in 2019 it was at the I don't know mid-year and I was there for a couple of months and I did nothing but gain weight so I quit because I was like, well, it's not working. And then um, fast forward to the start of 2022, bearing in mind I had cancer in the middle. So um, it took, a, I had plans on going on this kind of like, I'm going to join a gym thing at the start of 2020, uh, which, you know, was when the cancer happened. So it took until the start of 2022 to go, right, I'm actually going to do it now. Um, but even at the start of 2022, when I was like, I'm going to join a gym. I I really need to approach this differently. I still sat back and had at one point the thought in my head of, or maybe I should just rejoin Swimming World. Thankfully, my other voice went, no, don't be stupid. Like, why are you going to do that again? Like, don't. But but somehow, it, it you know, I, I don't want to use words that I, that I don't mean I, I was gonna say it feels like it's a bit cultish um it's not a cult um although I don't really know the definitions of cult but it but there is oh some- I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, um, so actually I would I would like to dive into that just for a second um so there's something called uh the bite model um which is kind of how they it's an unofficial way of determining whether something is a cult or not. And I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to Google it real quick because I don't remember what each acronym, each letter in it stands for. Okay. Got it. Um, So there's four elements from the bite model, which, which shows that you are in a way being brainwashed. So there's um, behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotional control. Um, so behavior control definitely seems like something that they're, they're doing. They're trying to um, influence the behavior of how you eat, right? Um, Sorry, I'm nodding. I forgot that we're like on audio. So that's yes. okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, information is, that also seems to to be on point because like they're saying like, your pasta is free foods like they're they're giving you information about foods so they're kind of controlling what your what information you get around uh how much foods are worth um i don't know whether or not they are trying to steer you away from any other information because that that like defines the control kind of 
whether or not they are like saying, oh, don't listen to anything that else, anything anyone else says. Calorie deficit? No, that's bullshit. Uh, Pasta's free. I don't, I don't know. So like I'm protective language. I am not saying that this is a cult, (laughs) but I'm saying that there might be some elements that that align with that. Right. Um, And thought control and emotional control. I don't know because you were in it, but if you feel like there's anything in there, like I'm curious. I, I think it, you know, potentially i mean i i you know don't want to <laughs> be defamatory um to what yes doing. Um, um, in in your experience <laughs> my experience my lived experience is that it is is something that just keeps drawing you in and it's very difficult and and actually my my experience of trying i i use the word deprogram quite often when i talk about the journey that i'm on now and and actually getting out of sort of that way of thinking um because actually it especially when you've been in and out of it for so long it becomes ingrained it becomes part of you know what you know and actually try trying to to change your way of thinking you know is is really really difficult and you know uh the more that I learn about calorie deficit and the more that I learn about my own relationship or you know um toxic relationship with food the more I look at you know the 15 years of swimming world and go like what the hell so (laughs) let me ask you this as far as like you going back to it did you have a time throughout that throughout that 15 years that you felt like there was like one time that you were really successful at it no interesting I feel like a lot of times that people go back to something like that is because they had one experience where it kind of worked for them a little bit and then you know they fell off and gained weight or something so it almost feels like kind of like when people get addicted to gambling like they get that one like big hit of like oh yeah this worked and then they lose all their money and then they're like well let me try gambling again because it worked that one time Right. Um, so it's interesting that you didn't have that experience, but still. Yeah. So, so I didn't have that experience, but you know, that, so, you know, I'm not going to lie. You will find people online, for example, who do lose a lot of, of weight with, mm-hmm. with these um, clubs. I want to say clubs because, you know, although I'm talking about swimming world in particular, that's my only reference point. You know, I think the same goes for Weight Watch for any of them. Um, you know, there's quite a lot that I, that I am aware of um you know out there these days um but you know for me actually I I just battled with the same half stone so I'd lose half stone and then I'd gain it and then I'd lose similar you know the same half stone was on and off on and off you know um so it's it's very interesting when you really start to analyze you know what what it is about it that keeps you going back yeah it is interesting to analyze that because uh, you know it's it's not just slimming world where people have that like the keto diet intermittent fasting like all these things and really as you know and as a lot of people listening know um if you want to lose weight it's calorie deficit and now these things keto slimming world blah 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 can 
put you in a calorie deficit by eating that way. But if, you know, if you're eating unlimited pasta, potatoes and rice, you're not going to be in a calorie deficit. Um, right. It's just not how it works. I don't know if there are some people out there who like don't quote unquote, take advantage of those free foods, because I feel like for most people, it would be very easy to, I'd like this phrasing, take advantage of that and be like, right. okay, let me just pile in the pasta. Right. And, you know, that that's a whole different issue in, in, on its own because it's very much like a a binge eating pattern. Like you're going to binge eat pasta because it's free. Right. Why, why not just eat as much as you possibly can? It tastes so good. Right. So, yeah, it's, so it, it's, it's I, problematic. I think, I think you know, one of the other issues is is that they they don't spend any time whatsoever thinking or addressing or helping people to identify where there might be other issues going on in terms of with food so for some people like you say some people might be able to go Oh, do you know what? Even though I can eat, I'm, and so I just want to say using pasta because it's been such a mind blowing thing for me. Like this, mm-hmm. you know, when I talk about free food, there are hundreds of free food. So chi- roasted chicken, as long as it's cooked the right way, you know, in the right kinds of uh, spray oil, um, you know, that could be constituted, you know, that could is um is Slimming World the one where I think it is uh, where you can't have bananas unless they're mashed? it is no 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 you see (laughs) so did you oh i don't know do you follow james smith yes i do (laughs) he did a thing thing a couple of months ago that was just hilarious um about this um so swimming world also have a thing called sins so you can have up to 12 to 15 sins a day Now, (laughs) if your food falls out of being a free food or an option A or an option B, so you get option A and option B a day. So option A will be things like your fiber, um, kind of like um, mostly your fibery type things. um, So like muesli breads, kind of stuff like that. Um, Option B will be things like your dairies. So milk, cheese, kind of... um, very, I can't, I, you know, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but that kind of thing. So I think it might even be two of option B, one of option A, two of option B, and then free food. Anything that then falls out of that, you can sin. So you can find the sin value to it. So if you say, actually, I want um, to have four Weetabix instead of, do you have Weetabix in America? I have no idea um, what that is. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, so a bowl of cereal. So okay, it's a, okay. It's like a cereal thing. Um, so a bowl of cereal, and that's within your option A, but you want two bowls of cereal. You can then sin. Oh, my God. Like, like you can find out the sin value to your second bowl of um, cereal and then consider that as your sins. The, right? the language there is just... I know, I know. They call it a sin... Right, I know. I know. 
I know, I know. I'm learning um, so much. <laughs> so a lot of people use their sins to, so for, for me, for example, that would usually go on things like chocolate um, or treat, you know, Good treats, so inverted, inverted commas, treats. Um, but you could also use it on, you know, extra things that, you know, like I've just, just said. Um, and I think what it does is it just completely changes how you food view food so you get into a position where food become you know certain foods become treats this yeah. whole and, and you know I do think there is you know everybody has a treat every now and then don't they so of I don't want to advocate the word treat uh, but this idea that you know you use kind of food as a almost kind of you know actually I'm gonna save my sins until the evening so I can eat something that's naughty mm. uh, it's, it's very much kind of how how that's kind of fostered you know <laughs> as is the culture of having things like cheat days cheat <laughs> nights so historically like we my friends and I we used to <laughs> we used to go and get weighed and then literally like have a cheat night so we'd blow out like so no wonder like the week after we might not have like lost any weight because we've literally eaten like three pizzas, fries, cookie dough. God. <laughs> one night because that's our cheat night. So it doesn't matter, does it? You know, and yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I feel like I have been left with, um, you know, very disordered thinking when it comes to food, yeah. control, you know, what I consider treats you know how yeah a whole yeah I could go on about is forever yeah I mean they're definitely assigning like some moral value to food like to literally call a food a sin saying you are bad for eating this food you had chocolate you are bad you have sins right how how is that not going to create a negative relationship around any kind of food for somebody when in reality it's totally okay to have some chocolate. Um, have you ever seen, I, I send this to people sometimes, um, the video from Jordan Syatt where he ate a Big Mac a day for 30 days and lost like seven pounds. No. And it's it's like all about just like how calories are what matter. Like he stayed in a calorie deficit the whole time, but right. he ate a Big Mac a day. So, you know, it doesn't make you bad by eating a Big Mac. I love a Big Mac from time to time. Yeah, you know, it's, I know it's going to make me feel like shit the next day, but sometimes, sometimes you just need a Big Mac, right? Right. <laughs> like, it doesn't make you bad. It doesn't mean you are now bad because you've had a food. You haven't sinned. You just ate a fucking Big Mac or you ate right. a chocolate and then you can right. just move on instead right. of like, you know, saving all your sins for after the day you weigh in. <laughs> like that. Right. And, you know, thing just there's so, so, I mean, like I say, we could, we could just do a whole thing on, on this, you know, there's so many things that come to mind, like, you know, people wouldn't eat. So if your weigh in were, I mean, historically morning weigh-ins are much more popular because you know people can get up you know go and get weighed and you know they'll have not eaten all night and you you know you're supposed to weigh less in the morning than in the evening blah 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 mm -hmm. and then if you you know the amount of people that I know or have known you know when going and, and actually have done this myself at times you know where you go a whole day without eating because your weigh-ins at five o'clock in the evening so you're like, I'm just not going to eat today. 
You gotta wait, gotta weigh less for your weigh in, right? Because right. you don't because you don't want to be shamed. Right. And then you binge afterwards. Right. Because you, you know. haven't eaten all day and you're hungry. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you know, I yeah, the whole thing. Um, as I discover, you know, working through calorie deficit and kind of learning how to to do that more effectively. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't always hit hit my calories. Um, and, that, and that's okay too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. totally. Absolutely, absolutely. But I but I know that if I was doing it slightly better than I currently am, that I, you know, <laughs> that would help. Sure. Um, you know, the more I kind of learn about calorie deficit and just diff- a different way of viewing food and eating and, oh, yeah, you know, just addressing kind of my issues with food and how that, you know, is impacted by psycho, you know, so by kind of my my own moods, my mental health, you know. So I said earlier, I live with PTSD, you know. Um, so my mental health has has a part in that, you know. Actually, there's nothing within these kind of clubs that address any of that either, and so I'm having to do that, you know, in a different way now. Um, mm-hmm. and actually, the more I learn about all of these different things, the more I kind of look back almost and go how did how did I kind of do this for how did I not clock on to all of this a bit earlier you know I'm 38 surely I should have realized well, you know, that's the thing is earlier. some people never do like there will be people right. who will try and do this until the day they die right and I'm very very glad that you are one of the people that got out of this because it's it's when you ingrain this information in quotes um it's so deeply into yourself you believe it for so long you feel like it's the only way to do things and even though it hasn't been working it's it's all you know um so it becomes a deep-rooted belief in in slimming world whatever that whatever it is that you believe it becomes so deeply ingrained into you that taking in any other information seems wrong because it goes against your core beliefs so right. for you to be able to at some point recognize, hey, you know, maybe this is bullshit and go and see a personal trainer who is very good at what he does and is very good at giving you the correct information without bullying you about it. Because sometimes people will just <laughs> throw information down your throat and that's, right. that's not productive either. Um, for you to come out on the other side and now be able to walk into the gym without even worrying about the fact that you're in the gym and see progress. It's incredible. You've come so far. Thank you. And, you know, progress in non-scale victory, but also, you know, I'm a pound off two stone now, which is, I forget what this is, 27 pounds. 27 pounds um so that's the most weight I've ever lost and to put it into context you know my kind of long-term goal will be to lose 140 pounds so you know in terms of weight I'm (laughs) you know got a lot of weight I need to lose and you know um I want to do that for my health um so would you would you have gotten a slimming world sticker at this point I would at two stone yeah I would totally. But, uh, so you, you okay? Get get this right. You never got a sticker before. 
And then you got out of Slimming World and then you, in I theory, know. got the it's sticker. Crazy. That's crazy. I <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have bought a few before, you know, because you get one at every half stone. So they're different. They gotcha. kind of have like a half stone one, a one stone one, a one and a half, you know, two, whatever. So, but I only ever got my half stone. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I, they're, they've gone now, but I'll have had like 20 half stone stickers <laughs> I'd hit half a stone and then I'd put it back on or I'd put a few pounds on and then the next week I'd lose a pound and then just that constant you know up down up down so whereas... that's where the reward was you kept getting the sticker and you're like all right I keep getting these <laughs> yeah, stickers that's what I was <laughs> you know whereas actually you know I've been consistently losing weight since I've started working with my trainer um, I, I mean, I don't, you know, uh, weigh weekly now. Um, I, I just weigh periodically when I feel like it, basically, um, to just because I wanted to get out of the mindset of, you know, today's weigh day. You know, there might come a point when, you know, I have lost more weight where actually I'll probably go back to weighing weekly, um, just, you know, so that we know kind of where we're at a bit. But right now, you know, a lot of it is about just kind of getting out of the old, habits of you know well actually if I know today is going to be a way day then this is what I'm going to do so actually yes. now I just you know whenever you know I'll just wake up before I go to the gym I'll be like oh I'm just going to go away today so sometimes that's you know every three weeks every you know it might be two weeks after you know I have no, no way schedule around it yeah which is moment, which know. is smart considering what you've been through right um, right no. um yeah. so yeah you know so you know kind of making the most progress that I've ever ever made really which... well congratulations first of all. <laughs> thank you congratulations that's amazing um you, like I said you've you've come so far you've you've gone from deconstructing an entire 15 years worth of living club yeah uh, yeah I yeah I wanted to call it something nastier but I'm going to oh, okay, I'm gonna so try and stop at this point because I feel like I've gotten real deep into like flaming it uh <laughs> but the fact good. that you've deconstructed that and now are on a path to success it's amazing you're doing great yeah. and I'm so happy to see it and I'm I'm equally happy that you went back to that second personal training session. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to. And, you know, I'm really grateful for your uh, support uh, from across the pond. Is that what we say? That's what we say. <laughs> pond, you know, and I guess I would just, you know, use, encourage people to to reach out if they are, you know, struggling, like, you know, reach out to someone, you know, if you think you're going to quit or, you know, if you are, if you do use social media, stick something up on social media and go, ah, you know, just to, to get some kind of support. Um, if you don't feel that you have that, because actually sometimes all it takes is somebody else going, actually, no, you can do it. Like, no, or don't feel stupid or it's not silly or it's, you know, actually to, to spur you on you yeah, know I couldn't going, agree but... more with that like if you if you have a support system reach out to the people that are close to you you know friends family whatever uh my dms are always open if you ever need any support if you're listening and you feel like you're gonna quit like look, look at Helen she didn't quit and here she is now all because she just talked to me for like 10 minutes and that's all it took um 
would would you have gone back had we not had that conversation i don't know but maybe you would have but like just the fact that you had somebody be like yeah you know what it's fine it's okay it's okay to cry in the gym sometimes (laughs) just reach out if you need support because it's gonna go so far for you yeah yeah totally you know and if anxiety is an issue for you you know there are you know do kind of have a google do you know feel free to reach out to me you know for some some little tips and you know that there isn't kind of one big thing that that you know that you can that I can say like oh this will make a difference but you know there are lots of little things that you can perhaps do to 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 help you know um, get into a gym you know don't don't let the kind of gym anxiety stop you I I I feel sad that actually you know looking back that my anxiety did almost get the better of me in terms it didn't. of it, 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 didn't. it didn't it didn't and I'm you know really you know I, I acknowledge that but but equally you know I know that there there will be people who who it has you know, yeah. and and actually, you know, I I guess I want to encourage people to 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 give it a go. You know, do some, put some little things in place. You know, go with a friend. You know, whatever it whatever it is that you need to do to to help. You know, um, just just don't give up on it because it 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 can be achievable. Um, so if someone if someone with anxiety was was looking to reach out to you, how could they find you? So you can find me on Instagram as a fitter uh, four, which is the number four, uh, 40. Now I think, oh, I might have spelt it the American way, actually. Uh, so F-O-R-T-Y 2024. So 2024. Um, so fitter for 40, is how you can find me on Instagram um, or just, you know, ask Nick. <laughs> if that I hasn't will, made any sense. <laughs> I will transfer your call. <laughs> yeah, just uh, reach out. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Um, Helen underscore A15 uh, is where you can find me on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, just just, yeah, do reach out. I'd love to, to chat with you. Um, as I said, I'm not a professional, um, but you know sometimes just having someone to talk to you know like someone who is an entire ocean away who can't see your face (laughs) is helpful to talk to right so if you want to quit that pt and you (laughs) need to reach out to someone feel free to do that uh, to me or nick you know (laughs) yes uh, we're both here for you (laughs) well i think this was an absolutely incredible podcast i'm so glad we did it i'm so glad we talked about we talked about so many things. We talked about your <laughs> your gym experience. We we really deep dove on um, free free pasta, free potatoes. <laughs> yeah, it was. I had a I had a blast. I hope everyone listening has had just as much fun as we both had. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five star review, uh, four stars, and I am I'm not happy. <laughs> Well, again, thank you all for listening and have a great rest of your day.